Welcome to the Cultivate Your Future podcast. I'm Neville Stein and I've had a lifelong career in horticulture. This podcast will tell you what it's like working in the horticultural industry. I would like to say thank you to our sponsors, More People, who have helped to bring this podcast to you. More People are the market leaders for professional recruitment across the UK and internationally. They specialise in horticulture, fresh produce, food, agriculture and the garden and leisure sectors. For more information, visit morepeople.co.uk. My guest today is Hannah Powell. Hannah works for her family business in Tiptree in Essex. One of the great benefits of working in horticulture is that it gives us a connection with the natural world. And in this podcast today, we hear how Hannah has used horticulture to improve her well-being. Hannah, welcome along. Thank you, Neville. Nice to be here. I was just thinking just before I signed on to this interview that... I first met your dad, I reckon, in early 90s. Would I have seen you on the garden centre then? Yeah, I probably would have been working in the plant area or on the tills, getting that buzz from the, you know, bank holiday weekends and Mother's Days, the achy legs at the end of the day, yeah. And did he insist that you work on the garden centre? I think he probably would have, but to be honest, there was no question that I wasn't going to do that. Because I'd lived there since I was six, lived and breathed it, and it was just, we all pitched in, you know, that's just what he did. And did you discuss it all over lunchtime and dinner in the evening? Yes, and stuff? yes. We counted the money around the kitchen table back then. Like everything was done at the kitchen table. The good, the good, the bad, the ugly was all discussed with us kids there. So Fantastic. <laughs> it, was, it was better than any business studies degree, to be honest. I think you're probably right. I mean, and let's get it on record that you, you know, your mum and dad have done a fantastic job. And it also needs to be said on record that your dad has been very good to me throughout my career. Big, oh, big fan, nice. big fan of him. And um, he's one of my horticultural heroes. Oh, me too. Yeah, dad's got this amazing ability to, um, it, it just his passion for plants, I think, and his desire to just keep on improving. And his work ethic is, yeah, impressive. Which is fantastic. But I do also recall that didn't he build a swimming pool at the back of your house in a polytunnel as well? Yeah, because uh, he drove us kids to the Suffolk show and we all sat in the traffic on the A12 and he thought, this is not much fun. So he built us a swimming pool <laughs> under a polytunnel, one of the ones above ground, you know. Fantastic. <laughs> and, and the garden centre is really tremendous now. I mean, it's massive, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, no, we're... Well, we've got two now. So we've got Tiptree, which is a destination garden centre, and then we've got Sudbury that we've had for three three years now. Okay, cool. And we just go from strength to strength, so, yeah. And then, so you went to university to study horticulture, is that right? Yes, did that at Reading University, yep. And then after there, what what happened? So all, I was looking for horticulture jobs, but they all at that time they were all kind of out in the countryside. And I'd enjoyed the student lifestyle and thought I want to carry that on. And all my friends were living in London. So I thought I'll just go to London for a couple of years. And as it turns out, having a degree in horticulture and experience of working at a garden centre is not that helpful when you want to get a job in right. London. So I had I temped for I did temping work for a year, you know, stuffing envelopes, reception work, whatever I could get. And then I landed a job through my hard work. I landed a job in a PR agency as a team assistant. And okay. I worked my way up to kind of account director level for four or five years. And then I moved to a not-for-profit organization called Make Your Mark. We were promoting entrepreneurship across nice. the UK. And we ran initiatives like Enterprise Week. And we actually founded Global Entrepreneurship Week as well. And I was head of communications um, for that organization. What was it that brought you from London back to Essex then to work in the family business? I'd always loved Periwood. I'd always loved the plants 
I think I felt I had something to offer. You know, mum and dad bought the business from my grandparents in 1984. So we're now in the kind of, uh, what, mid to late noughties. So the business is getting a lot bigger. My brother Simon was back in the business as garden centre manager. And I just thought, you know, with my marketing experience, I can really help them out. So that was the incentive, first of all. You know, they need a website, they need a logo, all of those kind of things. And then it just gradually grew from there. I then became quite involved in kind of more business development things, if you like. We joined the GCA, for example, the Garden Centre Association, primarily because I wanted to win awards. And actually, it's brought us a lot more than that. And then about four or five years ago, I then took on HR as well because our team was growing. So we now have a team of about 230, but back then, I don't know, 150 to 200. And I just thought, we've got to put a focus on this. It needs one of us to do that. And I think because of my experience that I'd had previously with burnout, I've kind of always got a strong desire to kind of look after people and make sure that the workplace is a, is a you know positive and healthy place to be. Nice. I've got an HR manager who's much more qualified than me right. to do the HR, but, I, but I've got that kind of desire to do the right thing and make everything fair okay. and, you know, put in the wellbeing initiatives and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a very kind of potted, potted history of you know, how I've got to this point. Uh, that's cool. So the interesting question I think that's coming into my mind is, do you see yourself as a horticulturalist or as a marketeer? Um, I see myself as a marketeer who's passionate about plants. I don't work with plants every day. I have a garden that I love and I think I would find it hard now to work outside the industry because I am really passionate about plants and I'm really passionate about garden centres. And I think that makes you a better marketeer if you're if you're promoting something that you truly believe in so did you find it easy to sort of be in another sector and then come back into horticulture um it was difficult to start with i think because i'd been in environments where you know the pr agency and the campaigning organization that i worked for there was a lot of us that were all a similar age we were all based in a london office there was a lot of socializing there was a lot of bouncing ideas off each other and then i came into Um, You know, we work Monday to Friday, whereas I then came into an environment where people were working seven days a week. You know, the majority of people were kind of um, out on the shop floor in the plant area, in the nurseries, a much smaller office team. So we've got a much bigger team now. But when I first came back in, it was quite a small team. So there wasn't the amount of people to kind of bounce ideas off. And I was kind of like, oh, what's the budget? What do you want me to do? And they were like, well, you decide. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. And actually, it was brilliant. But it took me a while to kind of get used to that um, freedom, if you like, that there was no restrictions. I wasn't being told what to do. I had to put a plan together. So have you had to develop a lot of self-reliance? Yeah, I think I did to start with. I think now that I've got a bigger team, I'm back to bouncing ideas off people and using my team and external people as well um, so that we all play to our strengths. I'm very good at coming up with ideas, having the vision. I need a team who can deliver that and do the detail. And that's how we work well together. Excellent. And you've also written a book. I want to say it's a bestseller. Can I say it's a bestseller? Is it a bestseller in the category? Um, is it a bestseller? Not officially, but I mean, you can say what you like. That's your exactly. opinion. So, okay. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I can tell you. It's award-winning. Excellent. So I should tell you what it is first. It's my nature and health memoir. So in lockdown, I decided that running the garden centres primarily from home and homeschooling my 10 year old daughter wasn't quite enough for me so 
Mad, yes. Madly, I decided to write a book in my evenings. I gave up TV in the evenings for about a year, and nothing else was going on, was it? So no. um, that worked out quite well. And I wrote a memoir called The Cactus Surgeon because that's um, the career I wanted to have when I was about six. I wanted to be a cactus surgeon. I thought okay. it might, might be quite, might be quite if, fun. If such a thing exists. But, if if such a thing exists, yeah. exactly. And it's all about how I use nature to fix my faulty brain when I had burnout. So I was eventually diagnosed with something called functional neurological disorder. Um, which is a very common condition that most people have never heard of. If you go to a neurology clinic, it's the second biggest reason that people end up in a neurology clinic. Okay. And it is when your brain sends the wrong signals to parts of your body. So for me, it was twitches and spasms in my torso and my limbs in response to sound, touch, even walking on the floor would would set it off. Um, so, oh, I had about six, so quite um, distressing. I had about six months off work because I wasn't well enough and it took them several months to diagnose me so in the meantime as a way to um, get myself going I paid for counselling cranio osteopathy acupuncture but I also got out on daily nature walks and I kind of I think what happened Neville was I didn't seek out nature enough when I was in London there is nature in London but it's not as obvious as it is when you're out in the countryside and I didn't take those opportunities to visit Kew and um you know all the community parks and things i I did a bit and i would without realizing it i would take the route to work that went past the 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 trees or whatever it was but i didn't do that enough and when i was ill i thought i've got to get out in nature that i just had this kind of innate need to do it so every day i forced myself to get out take one good photo every day and it tended to be of nature and that was part of my recovery so the, the book um very much talks about kind of how I got to that point of burnout in my childhood, um, growing up in a garden centre, then how I burnt out and then how, how I recovered. Um, so, yeah, it's award winning. I won the um, Selfies Award for the best self-published memoir in the UK last year. So, yeah, that was amazing. I hope you're selling it through the garden centre, aren't you? I'm selling it in the garden centre. And I also go out and do talks for local gardening groups and WI groups. Right. And I sell some at the end of those. I've got one tonight, actually. So, yeah. So, in a sense, horticulture is not only, you know, providing you with a you know, great and interesting career in a place where you can really start to use your expertise and your skills and your knowledge. But actually, it's, it's that it's that living that's also providing you with healing as well, isn't it, it seems? Oh, definitely. If I'm having a busy morning at work and I think, oh, I can't concentrate anymore or it's not going where I want it to be, I just go downstairs and walk through the plant area and all the greenhouses. <laughs> and for me, it's not only looking at the bright colours and the smells and, you know, all of that kind of thing. That It's also, for me, it's nostalgic. You know, I walk through the greenhouses and I smell the crops that I smelt when I was a six-year-old girl. There's a lot of happy memories um, and the just kind of immediate joy of seeing plants and flowers, which I think, um, you know, gives me a real boost. That's, uh, that's fantastic. I, you know, I can't think of any better places to be than on a nursery or in a greenhouse. I was in a client's premises well, a couple of years ago in their wonderful greenhouse, and my wife phones up and says, where are you? I said, I'm in probably one of the best places you could ever be. She said, where's that? <laughs> on a beach in Ibiza. I said, no, I'm in a glass house surrounded yeah, exactly. by plants. No, they're special, they're special places, and I think when you've grown up with it, as exactly. I say, you get that nostalgia, and, the, and the, you know, the smell of tomatoes reminds me of growing tomatoes with my dad. Yeah. Know? I think that's why a lot of customers enjoy garden centres, because... It brings back some of that nostalgia yeah. for them as well. And of course, at your garden centre, you know, you can still see some of that growing going on, can't you? Which is quite yes. unique for a garden centre. Yes, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. So, you know, thinking about you know young people coming into horticulture, mm. what sort of bits of advice would, would you give someone that's perhaps 
considering you know they're going to maybe listening to this podcast for the first time they might be intrigued about what horticulture is you know what would you say to them to encourage them to take up a career in horticulture yeah i think get out there and just experience as much as you can i think working in retail or some kind of horticulture as soon as you can as a teenager is brilliant working in retail working with the public is fantastic for your confidence whether you stay in horticulture or not it's just sure. a really good really good start in life um, I think get out and experience gardens, you know, RHS gardens or National Garden Scheme, do work experience at nurseries, whatever you can to just kind of get out there and see the different bits of horticulture. There's loads of amazing books now. I mean, back when I was a teenager and loved plants, I was kind of a weirdo. You know, I was the weird one for sure. <laughs> my... And now plants are cool. You know, I would have been the trendy one. I'm just, a, I was a bit yeah, before it, my time. Yeah, exactly but... <laughs> right. You're right, you know, they, are, they are very trendy. But now. you go into any bookshop yeah. um, or look online at podcasts or websites or Instagram, it is just there for the taking. You know, you can learn about, you know, I've got a book about slime and fungi and, you know, there is yeah. just an amazing amount of knowledge. So I think just go out there and learn as much as you can and surround yourself with people that also want to do the yeah. same because I think that enthusiasm you can kind of feed off each other mm. I didn't have that in London you know I, I left that behind almost even at university I have to say most of the people on my course were not as passionate about plants as I was having grown up with it yeah so I kind of missed that and I love being yeah. part of the Perrywood family again you know um, my own family but also you know the wider family that that works with us because just that enthusiasm that we have with plants it is infectious you're absolutely right. Hannah, that's been fantastic and that's been great advice. I must say, I've really enjoyed this interview, but it's made me realise perhaps that I'm very much in the autumn of my career when I'm starting to interview the children of my customers, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, my my ex-customers. I think that is really making me feel as if I'm in advanced years. Um, well, I, I think age is but a number. We all have something to offer, don't we? Yeah, so. Correct, correct. I'm going to go into the afternoon feeling that. I would like to say thank you to our sponsors, More People, who have helped bring this podcast to you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Do please listen to the rest in the series.